The following program may contain content not suitable for all audiences. So anyway. <laughs> but no, like coordinating it into like a four-hour session is just... See, and that's all, that's all a process. And I feel like, you know, once you have a process for that, you're good, but I don't. Well, you haven't done a lot of it. No. You, I mean, you've been there at least yeah. a little bit. So I mean, little you, bit. you start putting together a game for a session, even if you're not, you're using a lot of stuff, you're using stuff you picked up somewhere. Yeah. It gives you the chance to kind of look at it, decide, they're going to paste this here, they're going to paste this here. I don't even like this section. Chop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but do you ever have problems getting it in four hours? I mean, do you, do you sometimes, sometimes get to that point and like, uh, well, this was a good idea. Fuck this. It didn't work out. <laughs> Thank yeah. you all for being here. So what happens next is, yeah. Or if it ends up being a late session, it turns into, okay, so I'm going to give the players some options. Do you want to stay late? Or do you want to hear how this is going to end? <laughs> It's 11 o'clock at night, and unless anybody has a midnight session, we could push on, guys. You know. I've, I've been <laughs> given those options those. <laughs> before, and I have gone different ways depending on the situation. I've not sure. been unhappy either time. Sure. I was in an online game at the last con, and it turned into a five-week session. <laughs> well, a yeah, five-week campaign. Not, not the last con, was it? It was the last live convention, was it? It was the digital con. It was the big con. It, it was the last digital con. Okay. It was 2020. Was that with Ted? Yeah. The thing you, oh, that's right. You guys went off book and started doing like every other week or something for a while. (laughs) And I have no, I have no problem keeping the server. We we turned a one shot into a five session campaign. That's fantastic. I I don't. And at the end of each of them, we kind of talked about how we could, you know, it's like, if you wanted to run this as a one shot again, we need to do this, 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 and this. And we turned each session into about an hour. It's like, if we had done this differently, this se- this whole session could have been about an hour. This whole session could have been about an hour. This whole session could right. have been about an hour. Right. And so by the end of it, he had enough little notes and structure things that I truly believe he could run it as a one-shot for a different group of people and get it done in a one-shot. But... That wasn't us, and that wasn't him, and, <laughs> and we, we weren't we didn't care. And I, I mean, how how did everybody else stack up to that? Because I mean, you're a role player, it's not hard. I've seen you do it. It's not hard to draw something out suddenly and make it a longer, more involved thing. Oh, it's it hard was not so to. good. It was yeah, exactly. so good as a five session one shot. It was. I, <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's the uh, in the how not to do it. By the way, Vanessa, well, and, my first one shot <laughs> that I ever ran turned into two six hour one shots. So, see, <laughs> so, it's yeah. <laughs> it's a very different story for me because I don't have a lot of experience. I don't play one-shots. I've certainly never run one. I don't enjoy them. You've never run a one-shot scenario? I've I've run things that turned out to be one-shot scenarios that but weren't intended to, intended to be. Intended to be, right. 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 You just never get it. But I've never, I've never developed or taken a published one-shot thing and done it. It's definitely its own monster. I have a bunch of them if you want one. <laughs> Well, I have a I, bunch of I them. I don't like doing it. I know, kid. I just, it's gonna be it's gonna be something he'd want to develop. I guess we should do the thing. Uh, you're listening to Metagamers Anonymous. Uh, Am I? Prismatic this is our new cold open. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my name is Eric. Cold. In media res. I'm Jason. I'm Rich. And I'm Vanessa. And I'm the kid. That wasn't a cold open. That was a frozen open. Yes. Mildly frigid. Let it go. Oh, not don't, that one. Don't I make don't me have the do money it. for that. Don't make me do it. <laughs> but uh, that uh, you're so you're approaching trying to write one now though. Yeah, you and, know, for SonamiCon this year, and um, which is cool. I, I've got I've got this idea that I'm really invested in, and now I just need to find a way to pull a one shot, approximately four hour game out of it, and I need to decide how much actual development and creation I need to do to back that because obviously I don't want to take the time to do all this world building for what's going to be a one-shot adventure and create all this stuff that's not going to be relevant or needed but that's what I like doing that's the part I enjoy so I don't know it's it's tricksy you can do all this world building and have this huge amazing world and come up with a four-hour scenario inside of that world for this year's con and then next year with a different group of people you can have a different four-hour scenario with a different aspects of the world. Once well, you have your world built, it's just a matter of coming up with four-hour scenarios. I know okay, that Sean so, and Eli have done that, just saying. Well, <laughs> yeah. What I would actually be looking at doing is taking one tiny slice out of my world and pulling it into the domain of dread because I'm... <laughs> 
Is this a is this a D and D game? Just, just yes, okay. yes. This one's a D. Well, I like I, like oh. I was telling her, I have two different ideas. One of them that I'd really like to do, but I have no idea where to get started, other than I'm looking at the Savage system because I think that would do Savage. it best that I'm familiar with. Is uh, a a one shot spinoff pulled from Tron Legacy? I have not seen anything done for that in a role playing environment, and I think it would be awesome now, to. I put know that you're out there. a Tron. F- Freak. So there's got to be Super others fan. out it's there. It's called Superfan. Superfan. Yes. I know there's got to be other Tron heads out there. And I know they're out there oh, because yeah. I occasionally see them talking on message boards, but I, are, I don't personally know any. There are virtually side, thousands. On a side <laughs> note, <laughs> is Tron Legacy on the list yet? Uh, I think so. It for Exposition Street? Is that the new it one? It should be. It'd yes, be a good show for the podcast. Oh, It'd okay. be good to give them discuss because it. It wasn't. It wasn't We're not going to do the original Tron. It's way mm. too dated at this point. Yeah, <gasps> no. so am I. That's true. I still love it more than God, but you know, Tron had um, super fan, super fans. Yes, word. It's so generic. Fan. I mean, it's extreme, but it's you generic. can you can call them stands for short. Uh, tr- tr- uh, Tron, Tron. It would be Tron interesting. Legacy are both on the list. <laughs> Tron, uh, Tron would be an interesting choice. It'd be an interesting, you know, game dynamic to work with. I haven't seen anybody do it. You know, it's not like um, some people come with like you know Hyrulean games every year. And shit. Uh, the, the franchise was not literally based I've on been in one. video game. I mean, that was the if you want to guarantee the entire be in it, put Zelda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you're Zelda. running a one shot for the next con and you want me there, do Zelda. Her name was Zelda. Um, I, hey, uh, you've got weasels on your face. I do. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, yeah. one of the ideas I was considering is taking the Savage Worlds rule set and building a setting for Tron and doing a story spinoff one shot, uh, that picks up on the, uh, the premises and setting given in Tron Legacy. Uh, I'm excited about the idea, but I am very, very nebulous on execution. I'm trying to decide if in Tron what your characters would be capable of, precisely. What kind of abilities would you be focusing on other than piloting light cycles? Yeah, but your your options are virtually endless. I know, I keep hitting that. He's just going to keep milking that. He hit the button. He found the button. I am the Dairy Queen. But like, like I mean, do, do, do they have powers? They don't really the 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 pro the user. Uh, what do they call them? Programs. Um, pro, the, uh, or users? Would you be which which would you be playing? Which would your characters be? That's well, a good question. There's the <laughs> okay. So the setting kind of gives the uh, impression that users are a very rare commodity in the system. So you would need a hell of a premise to explain the presence of multiple users in the system at the same time. On the other hand, that could make it a great story. Right, right, right. Because at that point, it isn't about, usually we, a lot of times when we're, when we're building games like this, it isn't about creating some sort of huge world to play, uh, play mm-hmm. in as a new playground. It's about creating a great one-shot story. Right. And as far as story goes, Legacy kind of introduced a whole new idea and then took it away before the end of the movie with the ISOs. Uh, naturally occurring sentience that uh, arose evolutionarily speaking on its own inside the system. Artificial intelligence. Right. Except not artificial intelligence in the sense that people made it. Naturally evolved artificial intelligence. Right. I gotcha. Um, But then they kill all of them except for one, and she gets digitized or undigitized out into the real world. Because that makes sense. Right. We aren't going to go into that. But (laughs) it does not close off the possibility that other ISOs escaped and are out there in the system somewhere. So you could do something with that, for example. I gotcha. What would they be capable of then? It's very vague on that, which I, I means say, that we have a lot of design space to work what, with, we, which what is I'm, one of my favorite things as a writer. Uh, that's fair. I, I guess what I'm trying to get at is you were talking about maybe using Savage Worlds there might be better systems for it depending on what your aim is as far as the character's uh, integration with the game. Well, okay. I'm only familiar enough to feel comfortable running things in a couple of systems. Sure. Uh, you, you, which you are obviously, basically 3.5 and 5th edition d <laughs> Right. You obviously <laughs> could run this with a D&D system. Leaning into to. the cinematic quality of Savage Worlds, I see how you could... Still Which is what sold, that. yeah, that's yeah. what sold me on it because the few experiences I've had with Savage Worlds, it feels to me like a system that not only encourages and enables, but makes it easy to go for cinematic 
uh, yes. presentation, oh. which is exactly what I want for a game that's pulled off of a movie that's based on a video game. And just to make your mind hurt along with mine, I want to point out that when he talked about multiple people when there should only be one person connected, I am now doing a weird mashup of Sense8 and Tron in my head, and it hurts. That's okay. For a while, I was thinking of mashing up my two ideas and doing a Tron Ravenloft game. Because in Sense8, <sighs> you have all these characters that share abilities and mind spaces with each other. <laughs> Reminds me of Persona. And so now I've, now I've got them trapped Ooh. in a virtual Ooh. world with their Sense8 powers. I wonder if I could do a person. No, no. Bad J. Well, so... I haven't whole- heard of so many of these things. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sense8. Well, Richard was talking to me. Sense8 is something we both um, experienced. <laughs> it is an experience. It's really good. It's on Netflix. So, Two seasons in a movie. I'm yeah. not sure what Sense 8 is, but what are 7 and 6 since I'm really only familiar with the basic 5? That's not how that works. Yeah. Oh. And that's, uh, what is it, Kinesthesia and the other one? I have an um, answer for you. Equilibrium. Equilibrium. Uh, so. See, I did know the answer. The other one is, <laughs> now the other one is Ravenlofty, and you could run that in D&D, or you could pick another system, I guess, if you wanted to be clever. Since I'm more comfortable with D&D, Obviously, right. it makes more sense because that way I have to spend less time getting used to the system and can spend more time building my one shot. Especially since I now have access to the handy new resource for Ravenloft in 5th edition. Unwritten's Guide to yes. All the Gad Stuff. Yes. Um, I, which is actually a pretty good book. And Have you looked at it? It's really good. Oh, yeah. Got I've, good, been, lot of great material I've been skipping through it, but I'm going to sit down and give it a full read if I'm serious about this because I do that. Yeah. You have to be now. It's It's recorded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's on tape. It's this canon. is all still strictly very experimental. This may never see the light of day. So the show will. Oh, we're publishing this. I thought we were just spitballing. <laughs> just, we're just <laughs> recording for gamers. It's like you know what, what you're recording. This is posterity. But we're all wearing headphones and talking into microphones for no reason. <laughs> so, yeah, no, he, no, he no, 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 no. I'm not shame, recording so. this. I just wanted to hear you better. <laughs> he just assumed. <laughs> I wanted to be able to EQ your beautiful voice so that it fit the parameters of my earballs. You're talking to know. Jason. Yes, I am. Say something, Who, who Jason. isn't saying anything? <laughs> We're missing Hi, your ladies amazing. and gentlemen. He's <laughs> oh. got the best mic in the Say house and isn't talking. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have had several things to say today. And one more thing that I'll say is if you're thinking about doing a Ravenloft premise, when you're working up a one-shot, the more familiarity, the more people have with the idea behind what you're doing, the less work you have to do. Because if you're doing something in Ravenloft, people understand an idea about Ravenloft. Okay, so how much danger am I in of spoiling things for my potential players if I talk about what I'm kind of... Arkansas crew, here. turn off the headset. It just depends on how much you're, you're planning to spoil about Don't. your plan because you can you can set a premise and talk about all you want, but it's entirely up to you, sir. And that's fair. The um, idea is whether or not the game would be fun to play. And if you do potentially spoil it and they still sign up, that means they really got invested. Oh, good call. I hadn't yes. even thought of that. Either. Okay, so I'll go ahead and put it out there. My my seed, my inspiration that got me wanting to do this, and I'm I'm hugely invested because I love the idea so much, is to create a domain of dread, a unique Ravenloft domain that is based on a villain who is inspired by Jigsaw from the Saw franchise. Sign me up. <laughs> I hate horror movies. Hard I love this concept. Because I and that's a lot of it. I was looking for something horror themed that I am already invested in, but that isn't already out there as oh. far as the Ravenloft stuff that we have available. I've wait, seen all wait. of the Saw movies. All you have to do is say Jigsaw. Please wait, wait. Just sign me up. <laughs> because Jigsaw is a fantastic idea for a Dark Lord. Yes. Somebody who would get snatched up by the powers of Ravenloft and imprisoned for eternity because he's so fucking evil. Yes. And my whole thing is, okay, the Saw franchise gets a bad rep as basically uh, gornography. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you've seen the movies, right? <laughs> yes. What a good word. Oh, my God. But for me, from the very first Saw, it had me at the sheer existential horror that is being explored in the philosophy of the central character. I never, I never got turned off off by the gore because I'm desensitized the to it, but it wasn't, wasn't what attracted gory. Yeah, I, No, it wasn't. It kept it, <laughs> it was we, a psychological head fuck yes, is what it was. It, it was I, definitely psychological. I didn't see Saw. I fell yeah, in love with see, the character, just, with John Kramer uh, right, and his saw. entire 
reason for doing what he's doing and being who he is. And that is what I want to bring to the table for this game. And everyone that he influenced and it was great and I loved it and signed me up. Come on, man. <laughs> but I am also a absolute weeping noodle for awesome fucking clever devices and traps and stuff, which the Saw movies did like nothing I'd ever seen. And I just oodled all over the place for it because I love that stuff. And so bringing that into D&D, how is that not an instant fucking hit, right? Exactly. And then add Ravenloft. And then add Ravenloft. I'm a genius. And <laughs> from what I know about I the Saw AP movies that, from, watching story, right? from watching trailers and reading the backs of boxes and listening to people talk about them, they're mostly contained. Yes. Indeed. So having that set as a world-building idea... Means I'm not, I don't have to deal with this world. I've got a set. You have a box. And you don't have to worry about box. a campaign. Right. Because it's you're job. dealing with a group. Mm -hmm. This time, it's these people. And it's this game. And worth pointing out, by the way, that with the... Uh, I mean, I, I, haven't more than skimmed a lot of the, the new book either, but if it follows some of the same rules as the Domain of Dread, and obviously you can do anything you want to. A domain can be anything from a continent to a room. Yes. So which, it doesn't have to be more than <laughs> which and I'm gonna I'm gonna diverge here for just a moment because that was what I was originally being influenced by. I wanted to do a Ravenloft domain based on Silent Hill. That's just evil. Because it's literally a city that's lost inside this mist a that city. is this place of supreme and unreasoning horror. The only difference <laughs> Wait, between where? Ravenloft and Silent Hill is that Silent Hill has a modern... Yes, but that's that's what... I didn't want to go there precisely because... It's even it's, foggy. It's too modern for... A D and D hype of but thing. They have puppies. You're silent hilling and <laughs> sawing. Come on, man. Where's this list? I, do I, I do I need to start doing Ravenloft one shots on various other intellectual properties? Yes, I'm I'm talking myself into it here. Yes, yes, you <laughs> do. Could you do one on Cube? I think you have a strong. Yes. Oh my yeah. god! Oh my yeah. god! Yes. Oh my Cube. god! But that's that's I pretty close saw to that. That's pretty close to the Saw thing, but Cube it's completely so different. I saw Hypercube before I saw Cube. I had to go back and watch the original because I was like, Cube where is, did this come from? Cube wow. is better than yeah. Hypercube. <laughs> and it was so different. It, yeah, that. it was. Cube was better than Hypercube. Hypercube was just a little gory death trap movie, and I liked I mean, that about Cube it. Cube kind of was too. <laughs> yeah, but, but Cube it was done purpose. better. Yeah. True. And mystery and excitement. And, and traps. Lots oh, of traps. so many traps! So many traps! Yeah, I don't know how I got. Saw through is it. less about traps and no more how you about made it through it either. It doesn't devices, like I, would, I guess. I don't usually Cube like horror, jump jump scares and stuff. Yeah. yeah, but I've watched Cube probably a dozen times. I only watched Cube it because of Hewlett. True, because yeah. of what? The only reason I watched it, David Hewlett. Oh, okay. It's yeah, the only okay. reason I watched it. McKay. Somebody offered me two, and I'm like, I don't think I can because David's not in it. <laughs> How how did Cube hit you? It was very hard to watch, but it was a good movie, and I really did a deep dive into the technology of the base. <laughs> you are the person I need to talk to then. Because <laughs> okay. I wanted to know can how to make that, that thing work. Can we put that on the list? Cube? Cube? Yeah. Oh, God. I, I don't know. know if I can watch that again. Well, I mean, it's it'd be fine for the audience. It'd be fine for the show. I can watch it as many times as, as I need to for science. As I will long admit. As everyone wants to watch if it. If you want Exposition Street to run the cube or any other movie, go ahead and email us at <laughs> feedback at, at prismatictsunami.com. Well done. Thank you. Well done. Uh, and yeah. then visit asomtees.shop We will know how much table that Because you're so thirsty from writing the letter <laughs> You'll table that I'm thirsty for tea Tea, it's just civilized And now that we're done with the commercial part of the podcast Are we ever? Um, no. So this is this cool idea I'm Obviously you got to pick a path You know, to decide I'm still all, sold on all of them I'm still oh, sold no. on the saw one, but if I have the time to do multiple things before a lot of people here, do, a lot of people do, a lot of game masters will run, will invent and run two or three scenarios for the convention. Yeah, but I'm kind of a virgin at this, so it'll be fine. Make saw, it's fine. Do saw, do saw, do saw. I definitely want to, and I, I've already got my dreadlord. I've already got my dreadlord fully conceptualized. My jigsaw replacement for sure. you know, and I love the character. So I'm I'm already 
invested enough in this that I'm going to do something with it, whether I can get a one shot up for the con or not. So, so uh, questions about system aside, since obviously, like you said, that would be a D and D game. Yeah, that one's pretty, pretty obviously straight. pretty. Um, do you have any other questions about putting together a one shot game? Tons. Um, <laughs> I, mean, I realize we we talked the fuck out of this a lot sometimes, and we recently discussed it on a show, but. With TsunamiCon coming up, uh, which is October 22nd through 24th, and it's online right now. There's links in the show notes if you want to get a badge, sort of sign up, run some games, whatever. We'll have registration up at some point, but right now we don't have very many events on the schedule yet. But uh, it's it's a lot of fun. It's a completely virtual event this year. Three days, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, games going on all day long and into the night if you want. And if you have any interest at all, look for a uh, Ravenloft one-shot by the kid. Yep, there you go. If you want a game with Vanessa at all, sign up for it. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Now the pressure is really going to be on. Yes. Now the advertising portion. <laughs> so as I was saying, I don't like one shots. I haven't <laughs> done a lot of them. I've only played them significantly in other conventions because obviously that's what you get at conventions. And I like being able to play with with people you know. Yeah, you know, or with people I kind of know or with people that I don't know at all but can presumably assume I have some things well, in common with. If you want this, a test run, what are you doing Thursday? <laughs> I this think you're, yeah, right. is Prismatic Tsunami, and we call it a community for a reason. We play with people that we almost kind of know. Almost kind of know. Almost kind of. <laughs> that is no shit, right? But, and love to do it. And, we, and, and love they to love do to do it, and... We love to do it, and you're a part of the show, which means even if you almost kind of know them, they really know you. (laughs) But you have to keep in mind as well that over the past 20 years, I have been finding myself experiencing greater and greater levels of increasingly crippling social anxiety. I I don't know. But it's I a, don't least, handle dealing with people I don't know. At least it's an online. It's, it's online. I know, and I can do that. I've done it. And you can limit the number of players you have to however many you are comfortable with. Well, and that I have to do because let's be honest. Plus, I'm going to have a time block, and I'm going to have to make this entire game happen inside. Well, we were talking about that kind of too. It doesn't necessarily have to fit inside the time block, but everyone would prefer it if it does. And as the designer, it's my responsibility to put together a game that reasonably can fit inside a four-hour time block. So as I was explaining to Eric when I was discussing with him, that means I need to design it so that it can be done in two, because that way there's a (laughs) chance it will be finished in four. The really important reason for that, though, is because if everybody sticks to kind of these four-hour slots that we work with, it maximizes the chances of people signing up because it won't conflict with other games. I don't want to be the reason someone misses a game they really wanted to get to because they're in mind and they are either enjoying it and don't want to leave or just feel obligated. Or more importantly, don't schedule it properly or it comes off weird on the time and people won't sign up for it in the first place, which I've seen people do as well, thinking, oh, well, I only need a couple hours, so I'm going to run it at an off time that's not part of the four-hour blocks. Uh, And then they don't don't give people to sign up. I didn't even know that was an option. Oh, well, technically you can get on there and request anything you like, but I'm likely to send you back a note that says, please consider moving this to such and such a time and resubmit. So how often do people run the same game multiple times over the course of the convention. I've seen it every convention. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's always some. Uh, Sometimes it's because scenarios, though, are general enough that they can be easily because every experience is going to be different. Or they have a ton of pre-built characters and you have a bunch of options. So, okay, yeah. And I could tell you from one year to the next, I've ran in the same scenario and different players, different outcomes. But, but you're talking about a, I mean, unless you're talking about hard baking a story into it more, you're talking about a scenario, it sounds like, where you would be presenting a series of challenges and obstacles, and it's basically up to the players to determine how they're going to deal with them. Right. That's something that you could obviously do again and again with different results. And even if it's the same results, you have different players each time, and it would still be fun. Right. My biggest reason for asking is because if I get this together and I have people who want to play in it i'd like to be able to give the opportunity to experience the game to more than the number of players that are going to be able to sit in one setting well what you can always do is you can list it for whenever you want to run it your your priority and then when it fills up list another one if you want to another time block you know farther down the line do it were you interested in playing in this game and notice it filled up now you have a saturday option right okay were you interested in the saturday game that filled up now you can play on sunday or it might be that people would be interested in my game, but there's something else that they're 
wanting to do that's in a competing time block. Yeah. And these are things that I haven't dealt with personally because I've never tried running something for a con before. So that's why I'm asking more experienced people. I just realized So was the first convention, the first game con you played at the, uh, the last live Tsunami Con we did? Uh, was that 2019? Do you remember? It was, I don't remember which year it was, but yes. Yeah, was that the one that we did the strand in with the really big four-table no, thing? No, I made it to one before that. Okay. Either a couple years before that or the, the year before that. The big that. one was 2018, I've been to your, not 2019. 19, I've been to your live convention twice. Uh, oh, the that's first right. time I missed That was at the, the Scottish Rite. Yeah. That, that was where we ran the strand. You're right. That was that year because the next yeah. year we were at the Midian Shrine. Because I, I missed the chance to do the Starship Simulator and I finally got it the second time I went. Nice. Oh, good. Nice. Love that thing. That's the one. That's what the kind of kind of blows about virtual. But speaking of, of yeah. the big game, the other day I was driving and got stopped by a funeral procession, and as I was waiting and you know wishing the best on, I'm like, in the, in my head, I'm also sitting here thinking, it's like I don't know if I would be comfortable after I died of having a funeral procession because I don't want to block traffic because I don't know, <laughs> even though I I no disrespect on the person whose family was grieving and going through that, I just. Please don't do that. Because <laughs> I'll be in the afterlife going, oh God, I'm blocking traffic. <laughs> um, All depends on the processes. As I was sitting here thinking about that, you know, I, I really want low key if anything were to happen to me. But the one thing I thought is now I would want a large game, probably multiple tables <laughs> going on with some sort of weird zombie theme. Maybe I could be the Demi Lich at the end. I'm totally cool with running a zombie thing so for you, sir. Hmm. I've run a lot of zombie games. So I was just sitting here thinking about like, if y'all wanted to honor me after after death, role play something cool. <laughs> I think to truly honor you, the game would have to be NC-17. Uh, yeah, true. Pants optional. Okay, figure out some puns that you want your character to have as catchphrases. Oh, no. <laughs> Catchphrase. Just decided. Catchphrase. Just decided that Vanessa's the one this is for. So go right ahead. <laughs> what? What? I beat. That's that. a hell of a wake right there, my friend. What brought this unusually morbid topic change up? Just out of curiosity. Well, you mentioned the strand. That's that group table, and I was thinking that's what I'd like the zombie thing to be: is people in multiple gotcha. group tables. Gotcha. Okay. If they get kicked out of one community, they have to go to the other community and fight zombies there. I follow the train fun. now. <laughs> it was. I loved it. I I got pulled to another table and, and I, didn't I almost know what shot to do. you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I remember that. That's how I met you. Exactly. I enjoyed blowing up the red balloons. The balloons. You were there in that game. I couldn't remember. No, he, I no, blew he up, the red, blow up the red oh. balloons oh, so we could right. bring them out and. Red balloon people. Because <laughs> he, he literally inflated the red balloons. Because yeah. all that the was tables my, had red balloons as plot devices. That was my only other rule: is that everybody, all the GMs, had to work red balloons into their so that we and could nobody pull the gag. batted an eye. There weren't even ninety nine of them. Oh man, yeah, I, 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 I ran got, out of. Helium. I got I got pretty creepy with it in my scenarios. I recall, but we showed up with the red balloons and nobody did a thing. It was just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we should have done it right. Obviously, we were talking, and obviously the time and the circumstances just weren't right. Yeah, we were gonna fill like we were gonna fill the hallway with it or something. Or, still having fun, uh, but it was good. It was, good it was so. still fun, and it was still relevant. Those red lights were coming to get us. You're running a game. You're running some games. You got ideas yet? Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Do you need ideas? Because I didn't generate ideas. Oh, I have plenty of ideas. I just okay. don't know which ones are actually going to be able to turn into games. The kid Fair is like enough. a random rolling table. You need an example. I can roll dice in my head. Really if your arm is bridging any two things together, just ask me because I can usually find a link. He's good okay. Can you put together a game Uh-oh, that is a mashup of Jaws and the Adams Family? Do, 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 do. Right. Don't Chomp, do, do, imagine Chomp, that do, do. would be too hard. <laughs> the Jaws weird part the would be the fact that there is actually a mansion on a boat. If that's the weirdest thing, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my the idea Adams of family's... weird is twisted because I thought the Adams family were normal. The Adams family's mansion is on the coast, and there is a tube from the pool to the sea, and they take exquisite care of him. And anytime somebody tries to blow him up, he goes through the tunnel and ends up in the swimming pool, and they nurse him back to health. That's why he's in five movies. <laughs> it's there a big are tube. five of them? Jason, I love At you. least. Good Lord. And this poor, poor, misunderstood creature keeps getting attacked by these horrible humans. Dun, 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 Although dun, 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 they really dun, dun, changed dun, dun. the actor when he did a cameo dun, in the dun, James dun. Bond movie. Oh, that was that was bad. That was terrible. <sighs> the I metal teeth. It just oh, that's still. Uh, well, they were dentures. It wasn't the ideal situation. I think I might run some Stargate stuff. <laughs> that would be fun. 
I, I'm toying with the idea because <laughs> I've been I've been watching SG One again after we did the movie, the, you know, the original movie on Expo Street, and then so I need to watch more of that so I can understand what's going on. Is what you're saying? Oh, you, you can never hurt <laughs> Nintendo's. They can pass through anything. They can pass through anything. <laughs> a million of them just passed through you right now, man. I uh, show's so good. The show's so good. Richard Dean Anderson is off the hook. I love that guy. I uh, seriously, so do. I was thinking it might be fun to even do a series of them where you have different SG teams on different two scenarios, SG2. right? And then like you do a final scenario on Sunday that's like a group that's like it's related to the story that's been developing through the previous f- three or four sessions that weekend and stars, the survivors of the other or, or like certain people that sign up for them. They had to have signed up for, they had to have been in a previous game would be the rule. I want to be on the SG pie team. You're fired. Um, the SG, there's only 3.14 members of that team. Are you the short one? <laughs> it's 3.14159926. Thank you very much. I know how to it's measure a rational pie. Guys. <laughs> it's rational. I do too. Nine inch, eight inch, mini. Are there berries? <laughs> There's always berries. What are we talking about? If you want my attention, it has to be pumpkin. Just saying. You like pumpkin pie? Oh, God. Sweet potatoes better. I prefer pumpkin <laughs> By over some sweet people's potato. standards, yes. But I have to have whipped topping. But I will cross international boundaries for a good pumpkin pie. And not coconut oil whipped topping. I need an actual whipped oh. topping. Thank you. That's good to know. If I wanted coconut pie, I would get coconut pie. When's your birthday? February, February 28th. <laughs> you had to think about it, his birthday. It's all it's, right. It's the last day of February most years. Yeah. You don't need a birthday to make a pie. What I need help with is trying to... You got this. What I need help with is trying to explain what I need help with. Okay, it's going to be a virtual con, so it's going to be an online game. I've done more online gaming these past couple of years than I've done physical sure. gaming, Absolutely. so that's not a problem. Why is that? I mean, <laughs> why, why would you have gone to the Switch? I mean, all of a sudden, just to start playing more virtual games. Wouldn't you prefer to play in person? Honestly, I definitely had that preference two years ago, but at this point, a lot of the conveniences that I've come to take for granted are kind of built into the online gaming experience. A lot experience. of the tools are so different that it changes the experience. Yeah, it does change the experience. I mean, not necessarily in a great way or a bad way. It's just different. You know? There there are differences because there's different amount of focus and expectation. But specifically as the person running the game, I I find it a lot more difficult to try and run physical tabletop games at this point because I've gotten so dependent on the panoply of tools that I've created for myself in the virtual environment. Well, you just go ahead and use the virtual tools and run the game at the table. Most part. Well, I'm, the only thing you're missing is the, inter- is the uh, interface. Like specifically, for example, the ability to show my players images mm-hmm. or a map. Right, um, which there are ways to do. But yeah. it requires a different type of approach. Right. Yeah. Well, and like I've never had the ability to print out physical maps. Right. I know I, some. I do that pretty frequently. Uh, I also like the, the whole, you know, a fog of war thing and everything that we've been playing with the lighting on the, the oh, yeah, dungeon crawling really we've nice. been doing. Which when is, it works. Just different. Yeah. When it works. When it works. When it works. But it's just different. Yeah. You know? It changes the experience, but I it doesn't define if it. I have actually run anything using a map. No, one of my zombie things did. Ever, almost everything's been theater of the mind, and I just don't bother with maps menus. Well, and <laughs> right, for right. you also you also don't run like D and D. No, although Savage Worlds works really well on a map. Better, better in my mind than D and D because if you use a map and like counters or tokens or something for physical, you don't have to keep track of anything on paper. You know, yep. when you have just wound levels himself. and stuff, you just you know it's like oh, there's a shaking. That guy's shaking. That guy's wounded. That guy's aiming. You know, it's, it's like you can just. <laughs> Whatever you want, and none of the rest matters. You don't have to keep track of hit points. You don't get a, there's nothing ablative you got to worry about, you know. Except, uh, I mean, even if even, even if they have like magic and stuff, you can. Now we got the spell, the dials and stuff. We can use that for counters. Yeah. I don't know, just isn't really a big deal. But uh, I do like that because of that. I like running Savage Worlds on the map, but it's more prep heavy. Anything involving a map, so it's got to be something you want to do or already have the tools, or you know, want to go through the trouble of making the tools. When I do convention games a lot because I'm trying to showcase and teach Savage Worlds a lot of times and, and kind of a showcase my gaming acumen, I will go through the trouble and expense of making really nice maps, have them printed at the local print shop because I'm used to doing that shit anyway since I <laughs> run, plan mm-hmm. to run a convention. Yeah, and uh, do it, you know, doing it up all nice. And I was, I'm glad I've got a lot of the tools and stuff now, you know, put together to to make that 
function. When, you, when you come in to run a game and you uh, bring a tablecloth for my table. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a large oh, table. I'm getting to the point now where I, I want to go to Alicia's to run games even if she's not in them. Because if I'm running all games the over there, all the stuff she's got. Yeah, and I changed my so mind. I want there to be 20 gnolls. Alicia, can I get 20 gnolls? <laughs> oh, yeah, they're right here. Yeah, she'll pull up a gnoll drawer. <laughs> Do you she want did. the ones crouching for, or standing? I asked for gnolls, and she didn't. I didn't tell her how many I needed or anything. She gave me like thirteen or fourteen gnolls. Was like, I oh, it was gnolls. <laughs> were were they all wow. like the same? No, 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 mini no. or all? They're all different. And with Alicia, most all of them were painted and shit too. That's awesome. Uh, I had been going to say, didn't you actually make uh, uh, customized binnies for one of your Savage World games? That had I do that a lot. Yeah, I got that I idea that from other cool. other people out there. Like, um, I got into Savage Worlds because the guys on Happy Jacks, which I was listening to a lot at the time, were into Savage Worlds mm-hmm. and uh, listening to them talk about how much they love the game and the way you know the stuff about it got me interested enough to look into the game by a copy. You know, and it's one of those game books that when you read the rule book, even if you read through it, really you don't really get why people love it so much. It doesn't I didn't. read like a fun-ass game. No. But, and I don't know if Suede would make a difference in the, in the new edition. It but doesn't. To me, it just feels confusing. And we were reading through it, I'm sitting going, if I hadn't heard people talk about how much they loved it, I might have been turned off at that point. But once you play it, it all clicks. And that was, uh, that was a really, you know, a big kind of discovery for me. I um, What was your initial question? <laughs> I started talking about Savage Worlds. I don't remember my initial question. I know my most recent question was, was about that? your customized binnies. Oh, but, but a lot of those guys, they, they did a lot of convention gaming, one-shot gaming, and they would, they'd spruce it up. Like, if you're going to run a game, especially at a physical convention particularly, if you're going to run a game, what can I do running, going into this game that I can make this especially fun for people like make it make it memorable and there's some obvious things like you can let people keep character sheets if you make pre-made characters and mm-hmm. they run them and play and stuff like that but i would might do things like even make placards or something for characters that they could then keep or that they're pretty and have like a picture of one side of a character and stuff on the other or in the case of like uh savage worlds a lot of the stuff since it's tactile and you got bennies and you use playing cards so I started collecting massive, you know, collections. Of I have so many playing cards. Playing card decks that have different styles and, and tones to them, right? So, so I use them for different games. In my bag right now. Um, <laughs> I ran that Space Western game quite a bit that Jonica wrote, and I bought myself a, a set of uh, playing cards that had that distressed look. Oh yeah, the old right, old timey. And it's it's like that old West kind of feel, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, I've played in that one. It's a fun. It's a fun scenario, and I can't remember what I did for Benny's with that one because a lot of times uh, in more recent years I've just made Benny's with like uh, I'll, I'll get poker chips. You could buy like the the nice heavy poker chips, mm-hmm. and they all have like an indention. It's a certain I, I can usually tell you. I think it's like two and a quarter inches or something like that uh, diameter. And then you can make stickers and punches. I think punches. that's what you did with oh, the, the one that I okay. ran through with it, yeah. Right. And so, and you, it, you know, I can, so I can make stickers that and pick colors and stuff that I wanted specifically that game. That one, I, I, had, I had found a piece of art I liked for the, cam, for the game to kind of represent it. And like the title of the game, uh, which is a 310 to Argon City. And then I, um, I made a sticker of that and I put it on both sides of the poker chip and that was the bannings I used. So you pass those out. It adds that level of flavor to everything and using yeah. the old carts. Uh, but you don't that really have stuck to, with me because I remembered that. You don't have to do anything like that. I've run games where I used, um, I got like a, a pirate game and, and used a lot of like fake gold coin, like pirate the gold. Fake doubloons. That'd be awesome for uh, a pirate cool. game. There's a steampunk game where yeah. I used gears. You can buy like packs of gears oh, yeah. from like craft stores and stuff. Say that would be good bennies. A western like, like you were talking about, I thought it'd be pretty cool to have bullets. That'd be a neat one. When when I ran sticks and stones, Your I ammo. used hematite, little hematite <gasps> stones. I like that. Yeah, and hematite is my favorite. Crystals mineral. are kind of cool too. Hematite little little like glass awesome. beads of different oh. colors and styles. And mm-hmm. I've, I've got some hematite ones. I adding, think you gave me adding stress to it. One of the players in my party had a pacemaker, and I found out because they were magnetic hematite. So we had to be <laughs> oh. very careful not to get them anywhere near his chest. Oh no. It does come in non-magnetized varieties. I know, saying. but I didn't. Those weren't the ones I got because I <laughs> saved money and just grabbed the ones I could get easily. And they're not just puny little magnets. I mean, they're not near to magnets or anything, but they are strong as magnets. There were there were decent one inch yeah. hematite the cubes, spindles so, or yeah. the cubes. They were just randomly shaped. So. Okay. But you don't have so many of them going around. There's games that have currency like that can be really fun to play with. And I mean, even D&D 5e has like inspiration. You can use a thing for if you want to, if you're liberal about using it. Yeah. 
Um, I like uh, uh, fate has fate points. You know, you use as a, a currency. I am fate. really unfamiliar. I'm wanting to do like a Pirates part. of the Caribbean kind of thing and get the gold coins that they have in that first movie. Fate's cool. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. That'd be neat. I know, right? Yeah, right. Those look awesome. <laughs> Fate's cool, but it it plays very differently. Oh, Mash yeah. up Pirates of the Caribbean and the Jetsons. You need uh, a second. I mean, you give me a minute. <laughs> I don't do something. Did you just say the Jetsons? Yes, that's I did. What he said. Oh, I mean, cool. what we're going to end up having is a ship that's been retrofitted to fly through the air, so it can make it from building to building. Yes, but with black the, pearl with a bubble on the top. bubble on top. Oi! Okay, so here's what happened. I just oh no. Rosie, Lay it out for us. Rosie's the uh, the quartermaster. <laughs> you got the first movie with, with the curse, the straight up prior to the Caribbean. Uh-huh. None of the sequels. We're not talking about them for this exercise. They do not right, exist. This alternate reality. They Some don't really find don't. the coin. The curse so continues. The curse. As the centuries go by, they re-outfit the pearl for modern day usage. <laughs> right up until the 23rd century or whatever it is, where the Jetsons are. And, and then you have like uh, what's 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 his name with George's uh, boss's name Barbosa. Oh no, oh, uh, uh, Sprocket. Sprocket, Sprocket, Spacely. So you Sprocket. have like uh, Sp- Sprocket has managed to get their hands on the coins. <gasps> Sprocket found <laughs> no, the coin. Oh, that explains. No, Elroy so finds much. the coin. Elroy finds the coin on a uh, on 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 just like because uh, this is the '60s Jetsons era type right. thing. So on the Hawaii vacation episode, <laughs> you asked for it. I did, and I Elroy got an finds awesome the coin answer. and gives it to George, and George takes it to Mister Sprocket because it kind of look the coins kind of look, look like, like Sprockets. Sprocket. Like, and of course, the Jetsons probably have no idea what a coin is. Oh my god! I mean, but what Cogswell Cogs would just give his left you know what to get a hold of it so Bar- Bar- barbosa has to work with cogsworth it would have to happen after nice captain sparrow got the curse but before he could break it because otherwise he's not going to be alive by that and i'll still point out this is all going to happen in the, Pirates of the caribbean because... does not need jack sparrow it needs no, barbosa i i agree with you but i'm still picturing captain jack sparrow animated in the jetson style complete with a little <laughs> bubble helmet and i love it i get it because remember the Jetsons is up above the skyline because like the society at the bottom had been destroyed and stoned back to the That's Stone right. Age, which is where the Flintstones, the Flintstones are. Oh, Flintstones no. and Jetsons are concurrent. Time travel does not exist. Beautiful things for everyone's head cannon. Thank you for sharing. So thank you, Jay, uh, kid. Fuck you, kid. Um, <laughs> my pleasure. <laughs> thank you, Jason. That was brilliant. You I'm, are fantastic. There you go. I don't um, remember what you were going. Oh, we were talking about fate. It, it doesn't matter. Like, I share <laughs> the book. We've gone so many different directions. That, that game is ripe for a fate uh, uh, port right there. And this is how branching works when you're building a storyline. You know, there's something to that. If you're looking, especially if you're doing one-shot games, especially if you're doing one-shot games. Because like I said, you're not building a campaign. You're not building a world necessarily that needs a bunch of breadth. You're building a simple story, something that can be played through and explored in uh, three or four hours of gameplay. Mm -hmm. But even at that mashup, you bring in and you just list off three different elements from each part of that mashup and how they're integrated together in the new world. People can visualize that because we're all seeing the ship. Jason, I think you found your gift here, by the way. As, as a potential game master, your ability You're to come up with really ridiculous combinations. <laughs> <laughs> I do like mashups. And now I find myself wanting to challenge you. <laughs> anytime, my friend. Anytime. Yes. So, I mean, that, that would be something you can do uh, when you're trying to come up with ideas for games is look at really unusual combinations of ideas and seeing where you can go with it. Because if, if, the, if the results don't matter, if all that matters is that everybody has a good time. It's like we talked about running a horror game. I've run games, which a lot of my games do are horror games, <laughs> where you get to the end and the end result isn't necessarily a favorable result for the PCs. Everyone but dies. it's part of what makes it fun. Mm. Yeah. As long as everybody gets there and then you end up in Detroit, you're fine. You know, it's... it's uh, <laughs> Especially in a one-shot. Yeah. 
And that, and that was the point, right? Um, I ended a, I, I ran a Matrix game where I ended it with the discovery that the, the world that they thought was actually the real world turned out to be another level in, you know? And so they're, they're literally kind of wake up, pulled out of the chairs and uh, wake up and they, they go, there's a guy standing there and he puts on the glasses and says, welcome to the next level. And that was the way I ended the game. And everybody had a f- great freaking time. They didn't accomplish what they were trying to in the game. They didn't quote unquote win, but they got, out of what they were in and didn't realize they were in. So it was a, a you know, victory, but it was just about the exploration. It's just about the fun. See, so you don't, it doesn't matter. You know, come up with your mashups, come up with your stories, and they don't have to turn out great for everybody. You don't have to have some promise of future. And, and for that matter, players, you know, aren't necessarily going to be invested in the character's future. So, Unlike a the traditional rewards in a game play. may not be as gratifying. You know, you're not you're not leveling these characters. You're not you know you give them cool items they never get to use. They're not going to care. You know, gold I, <laughs> depends on the, depends on the character, obviously. <laughs> but the final destination never mattered. It was the friends we met along the way and the I, zombies we killed. I played in a one shot where at the end of the scenario we spent half an hour dividing loot that we earned from the final big bad. Why? For characters you were never going to How did you feel again? about this? I was sitting there I going, think, why are we doing this? No, I think everybody you know. wanted to know that what their take was out of it, because loot is one of the keys to RPG. Yeah, I just think that if I was running the game at the end, I would go, and you guys just divide the loot? Right. Thank you for being here. Well, was it was it mandated, or was it just something the players started doing because you had time? Well, the the... The style of the game, I'm assuming. It was actually sped up to get to that point. It was the end goal. The the, the DM had it as the end goal. Right. We're the splitting up time the loot. Was, well, to, to make sure that everybody got their loot. We had to get back to home base so that everybody could get their loot. It was... Uh, oh, it was actually a victory condition, That's basically. a crunchy thinking. It was yeah. It was the whole point. It was, it was the win and, scenario. And was, I get it. Some people want to roll the dice and get the loot, and, and that's great. And I was like, who cares if I got 250 gold or 225 gold? I'm never playing this character again. <laughs> I, I don't care. Yeah. Well, I'll totally rehash a great character. Well, but. But your point. It yeah. was a one shot. I'm not going. And if I, if I, I could rehash a character into another, into a different one shot, because it's like, oh, well, if you're going to force me to make a character instead of giving me a pregen, I'm just going to use one of these characters I've done in the past. Ta-da. But I'm not going to put that 250 gold on the character sheet that I got from this other one shot, because by God, he has that 250 gold. And so it's not going to matter if it was 250 or 225. Exactly. I do got to say, too, uh, kid, uh, since you're looking at running games and that gets you your ticket, you might look at what are the games you want to sign up for and anything Vanessa runs is worth it. Oh, she's definitely on my short list. Oh, gosh. Also, if anyone's running a uh, Pirates of the Caribbean Jetsons game, I will definitely <laughs> sign up for that. Jason is. You should no. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to run it in quags so that you eat the bennies. Um <laughs> No, I, 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 it'll be, it'll Diabetic, be, yeah. it'll be, I promise you, it'll be a fun experience. I, I don't think you'll have anything to regret. The virtual con oh, is, a, is a good time. I just, so. you know, have to make sure and schedule my time blocks. I need to figure out what I'm actually So I'm not run running a game one. and playing a yeah, game at do. the same time. Yeah, you do. I got some other ideas I want to explore too, so we'll see what happens. On the other hand, that would be a really fun thing to try. And um, as a reminder, Richard will run any a game if you come up with the for his reality TV show game. What was it called? Uh, 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 St. Survival. Yeah, So, funny story though. Um, I was sitting here. I decided to go ahead and make a slight variant that's all cooking. So before I did that, I actually reworked the spreadsheet that I put all that in the character sheets in. And so now I have a front panel where I can rename the three different skills oh, and yeah. the three different bars yeah, and the three different areas of reflection to build your aspects. And so I could literally plug in anything at this point on that spreadsheet. And if I get it fundamentally good enough, I'll go ahead and have you put it so you could post it out. And, uh, if anybody wants to use it, if you didn't, care. if you don't know what he's talking about, we talked about it on the last episode. Make sure you check it out. Um, St. Cool J is the of love jungle. Yeah, I love, love junk. Yeah, I cannot um, get into that <laughs> because <laughs> cooking in a role playing game is a massive turnoff for me. I just can't do it. I rolled three ones. Really? It was a crit fail. Yeah, it was awesome. I, I don't like cooking in real life. I'm certainly not going to do it as part of my entertainment. <laughs> I cooked in a role play game. 
and I cooked so well in the role play game. I have bought ingredients to make what I did in the role play game to nice. make it real. I have okay, that is real awesome. food, and I I feel like I actually have to explain myself just a little bit here for this to make sense. I don't know if anyone is familiar with it, but there was a uh, computer RPG game on the Super Nintendo, I think, called Star Ocean: The Second Story. Yes, mm-hmm. and cooking was one of the biggest time sinks in that game. And I invested hundreds of hours in cooking, the, getting the ingredients and cooking these recipes. And I got so burnt out on it that I will walk away from a computer game if it makes me try to cook something. The grind is real. I just... I Kingdom Hearts 3 and uh, Breath of the Wild. I was about to say the one Zelda. of the Zelda games, but I couldn't remember which one. It's Breath of the Wild. It's crazy. Well, but if you have a, if as a listener, if you have any ideas for like three random elements that um, Richard can throw into his um, machine here, I'll I'll do it and I'll his, publish it. Watch if one of them's ballet, you might have it's me. three three pursuits that would work in a reality show challenge. And your your first um, scenario was survival, bake off, uh, romance, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I loved romance really. Like really broad bachelorette style or yeah. like dating. Yeah, sim they were style. scored on how well they romanced. Okay. My character could romance really well. There you I go. believe you. There you go. Uh, so yeah, and he'll run at the run at the gun. Oh, what so, was what was the dude with the clock on his chest? God damn it! Clock on his chest. Shazam. No, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I was Sorry. waiting for the lightning. I'm in okay. the wrong outfit now. My apologies. <laughs> no, uh, at least you're wearing an outfit this time. You can Rapper edit out dude, the lightning bolt. Had a big Sorry clock on that. his chest. Like got a reality. Fl- yeah, he had a reality romance show. He had flavor multiple of love, reality Flav- shows. Oh, flavor flavor of love. That's Flav. the one I was trying to. I I actually had to watch those. I'm sorry. Against my will, because our progeny started watching them, and it left me with a I don't want to say bad, but a weird taste in my mouth. <laughs> it's better than Tila Tequila's. Wow. There was a spinoff with Brett Michaels. Yeah, there was. Brett Michaels? Yeah, there was. Oh, my Rock God. Rock of Love. That's, oh. that's terrifying. That's where that came Those from. were the days, the Jersey Shore loving days. Oh. Uh, yeah, no, no, thank you. Uh, but, you know, anything else going on? Wrestling's good. Yes. <laughs> ballet, <laughs> wrestling. Tsunami. God, ballet and wrestling. Oh, my goodness. I love it already. I don't even care what the third thing is. Summer I'm playing now wrestling would win. already... <laughs> Summer Chow would win every time. Depends on what the third thing is, but yeah, she's definitely got a massive advantage. I think she's right there. like, oh, cooking. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing my luck, she's probably like a world class cook. That woman is amazing. She is incredible. Get on the website. TsunamiCon.org. Find all the links and everything that you need there. Uh, sign up. Uh, grab a badge. They're super cheap. It's a whole weekend's worth of entertainment. Lots of fun people to hang out with. There'll be games and other events. Uh, we got the high tea posted now, so if you're one of those people that usually attends Jonica's high tea, we do a really cool digital event as well, version of it, where we send you stuff in the mail. It's a lot of fun. But uh, get it, get on that now, sitonmecon.org. Going to go ahead and shut down, if you guys are ready. Oh, yeah. we got I, to do sure today. I did want to go ahead and point out one thing. Of I know what the tagline for my uh, one shot's going to be. What's up? I want to play a game. Ooh, yes. Oh, So where's wow. the sign-up sheet? <laughs> at tsunami dot yeah I beat you yeah. to it drop us a live if you have any questions or anything you want to comment on feedback at prismatic tsunami.com want to thank everybody for being here uh, appreciate you guys a lot and uh, thank you for listening to the show that was episode number 200 and I think 60 that's what I say. Did we actually look at the Lord, I'm old. No, we just started <laughs> recording because we, we were all talking before the show and we're like, we I'm should be recording this. I'm going like, to miss that. We need to record this And we this wouldn't now. shut up, so Eric started recording. Dun, 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 dun. That doesn't sound like something dun, we dun, would dun, do. Dun. <laughs> I want that so bad.